and welcome back to Long Story Short. We are Jade, Stevie and I'm Elle. We're three childhood best friends who will be discussing everything life has had to throw at us and all the lessons that we've learned in between. You're guaranteed completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, and just a warning, no story will ever be short. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps the podcast to reach new people. You can click follow, download the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, girls. Hi, girls. Hi girls. We've li- Stevie's literally just told us off. She's like, girls, I love you. But if we don't start now, we're never going to record. She's cracking the whip. She's Honestly, to. I mean... Cracking the whip, yeah, yeah, yeah we can go with that. Yeah. yeah, I'm sleep deprived as well, and I also know that there's a crunchy ice cream yeah. in the freezer, courtesy of Faye from last week. That's got my name oh on it when God. we finish recording. You might have to fight Tom for that. He'll be home soon. This is why I wanted just to start. Yeah. <laughs> we just lock him out. I'll put the chain on. He won't be able to get in. I might even go one step further and put the um, put the box in the bin. And hide the lollies in a different drawer. I'm <gasps> loving your work. Gosh. <laughs> right. I was at this weekend, girls, and honestly, I was dying because um, my friend was saying how she's just moved into a two-bedroom flat and her mum was like, oh, we, I can come and stay with you now to the point that whenever she comes round, they put a dust sheet on the bed. So it makes it look like they're redecorating the room oh so she can't stay. Oh, my I said, I was like, that is terrible. Like, surely she thinks you've been redecorating this room for a long time. And they were like, yeah, but we went one step further and took the light bulb out last time and said, oh, and the electrics are gone. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my gosh. God. That is a next level. Just, oh, bless us. Tell the poor Tell love. Love. We don't fucking want you round here, love. Oh, could you say it to your mum, though? Is it easier oh, to just I lie? I personally could. <laughs> Fuck off, Faye. No, I'm joking. I love you. I love you, Faye. You're the best. <laughs> Keep bringing those crunchy lolly rounds. Oh, yes, please do. And John, thanks for oh, our chilli. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bless him. We have. We've had dinner as well. That's so, yeah, very bless nice. Um, well, we are one day away from International Women's Day. So yes. happy International Women's Day for anybody listening, if maybe we're already on the Wednesday. Um, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about luck versus hard work. For International Women's Day, we wanted to address the topic of... Being told that you are really lucky as opposed to accepting the sheer amount of hard work that goes into creating a lifestyle or a career. Um, we, we had a few dilemmas that we thought matched really well with this, but also just wanted to talk about it in general because I think it's such a such a buzz when people are like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Oh, I bet you be so grateful. You've got, you've got such a, you know, you've been really blessed. And, and it's like, yeah, there is a certain level of like, luck that you can have in life but we really wanted to get to the nitty gritty because i'm sure you two have both been said it had it said to you yeah like to be how lucky you are how you know it's like yeah yeah but there's definitely a lot of hard graft um so we're gonna have a little chat about that also some celebrities that have been in the news recently for different reasons that we thought actually like they're Where's the, where's the contrast? Yeah. And I think it works really well for International Women's Day because I think as women, for so long, we're, you know, you, you're told, like, be lucky, be grateful for everything, keep yourself small, don't speak up for yourself, all of those things. And I just think that I think we all have really interesting experiences of feeling, like, torn, as you said, Jay, torn between feeling lucky and then trying to also acknowledge how hard you've worked as well. Validating so, yeah. your hard yeah. work, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I am going to go there 
what is considered lucky for a woman is just hard work for a man. Exactly. So, yeah. On International Women's Day, we are going to praise women. Up the women. Yes. I thought you were going to say something else. I know what you thought I was going to (laughs) say. What did you think she was going to say? It needs a backstory. (laughs) Obviously, my boyfriend works for Arsenal, so all the time we're like, up the arse. And I just sort of forget that it's a thing. And now I do it in public and someone's like, can you please stop? doing that everywhere well I don't know if I've told you but whilst I was away yes. in Australia and New Zealand if Arsenal were playing me and Katie would send Nick a video saying up the arse Brilliant. and it became a bit of a thing because I didn't do it once and they lost and he was like because we've not said up the arse didn't say it. I yeah. love that everybody is now an Arsenal fan this I is know fantastic. like I've, I've known you for 30 years and never once have you been and Tom's brought it home well done and Tom. Nick yeah yeah, Let's nice. hope you don't go somewhere else because I'll be fucking off Arsenal and choosing a different team. Please, can you go day. to Man United? No, shit, not Man United. Man United. Man City because Are I love Haaland. Stevie, right. Stevie, we need to just say this. discuss this. I, I, I just, I'm speechless. I cannot get the words out. Harland. Honestly. Right, and also, can I just put it out there? Abby Clancy and Peter <gasps> Crouch's podcast. I love it! It's amazing. Really? Yes. Yeah, the first episode as well, she's talking about this programme called Vikings, which is on Amazon Prime. Yes. It's such a good programme. And she was like, oh, there's just something about Vikings. And I think yeah. Harland is Maybe just because he's that. big and like, oh, yeah. Interesting. But he's got such a baby face though, hasn't he? Don't you think he's got a real like... There is nothing that I would ever describe. A baby is not where I thought sexy was going. <laughs> Jade, if you have you seen a picture of him? No. Right. You must. I'm going to get you a picture. I'm not. I just. Oh, it's just something. Oh, about I would him. be shocked if you found him. Attractive. I don't. Do you remember when we did the podcast on like crushes? Yeah. Nick actually said to me, "How have you not said Harland?" I literally was like screaming at the podcast. Why is she like? Mm-hmm. Because he was like, "You literally go on about him." Every Saturday. Wow! Yeah. I even don't mind watching Match of the Day on Saturday and Sunday. My good God! Yeah. Now that is a true sign. If yeah. you're listening, Harland. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick might have something to say about that. <laughs> you have a very big fan. Okay. Um, I was I was sat next to Michael when I was editing that podcast about um, uh, who we fancy, <laughs> and I literally couldn't have had the biggest grin on my face. <laughs> I just turned my head on and I looked at him and looked at me and he just like, there was nothing that he was You just upped the volume. <laughs> so this is him when he was proper younger with like he his hair He looks better shorter. there than he does now, right. in fairness. Jade, is that a fair representation of what he looks like now? Yeah, I would say so. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, Steve. <laughs> I don't know Fantas- what it is. You know, know leave it to me. A mother's love, but not mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, oh, we yeah. all have types of girl. I, I probably oh, don't find like Heathrow either. Oh. Stevie, no. oh, then don't listen to Stevie. her. Stevie, I know, no. I know. Listen, it's just a little crush. It's Sounds like a big. Uh, a little crush. Sounds like I think every time we turn. Okay, I don't know how we got onto this. Right. Before we get into it though, it is time for. Stevie's Word of the Week. Lovely lady. See, and if Jana made a jingle, we'd have never enjoyed that that much. No, I agree. So sometimes it's good to be lazy <laughs> and untalented. 
God. Right, this word's a fun one, mm-hmm. and I think you can both get it. It is not impossible. Right. She says this every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're a million miles away. Are we inspired by International Women's Day? No. Oh, okay, Stevie. No, actually, we're really not. Okay. Oh, this is nothing to do answer. with... Is it the opposite of International Women's Day? Because we might need to change it. Oh. Is it unfeminist? No, not really. Okay. Okay, it is... Bum fodder. Oh, <laughs> bum fodder. It's an informal word for something. Uh, bum fodder. I see. What utter bum fodder? I think it's utter rubbish. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. And I would have said something similar. So now I'm going to say something different. Bum fodder. It's an informal word for faffing around. Interesting. It's actually an informal word for toilet paper <gasps> from the 17th century. Maybe that was like more obvious than we thought. Maybe we was looking too far out of the box. Mm. That was the best chance you were ever going to have again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that bum fodder. Bum oh, fodder. Darling, chuck me some bum fodder. Up the <laughs> darling, I need oh, some bum fodder. It does sound quite posh when you say I it like, like that. that. Do you know what's really frustrating? When someone doesn't change the circular cardboard thing in the middle of the bum fodder oh, and they leave it there for you. God. There's no bum fodder for your bum. There's just a fucking bit of cardboard. Yeah. That is, that is pet peeve. That yeah. is pet peeve. You know what, Tom is like actually now pretty tidy, can't fault him for anything. But the one thing he does, he will finish a toilet roll and the, the cardboard bit will just be on the floor, like scrunched up on the floor. And I'm like, there's a bin to the side. <gasps> oh my God, Tom. You could just turn to the side. That's worse than leaving it on the floor. floor. I, girls, I don't know. Uh, to the point of, I will literally like pull him in, say, come here, I've got something to show you. And he's like, have I got a present? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it's a present. I'm like, what's that? Oh, sorry. I'm like, pick it up. That's worse than just leaving it on I the know, side. I know, I don't. And that's what I've said. I'm like, I don't understand it. Like, or leave it on there. Like, oh. it's very confusing wow. to me. But he has, mm, <laughs> he has like, I feel like his toilet time in the morning is his like sacred time. So I don't know. I don't know how the scrunched up toilet roll comes into that. But he does love like a a lengthy time on the toilet scrolling on the phone <laughs> sorry tom sorry maybe it's the anger of like straining maybe yeah. it is like let's get this out on yeah. the floor or maybe that's like the ceremonial ending the release yeah it's like the rounding it <laughs> could up could be could be we'll ask him when he comes in only we could oh, make a God. ceremony for tom's toilet habits what the fuck see women we're amazing aren't we just <laughs> Aren't we? Thank you for that. Bum fodder. Bum fodder? You're very welcome. Bum fodder. Bum fodder. (laughs) Going straight in with the dilemmas. So we have, Hi ladies, my boyfriend and I have been together for almost eight months. And thankfully, I do not have to see his parents very often. But every time I do, they make me feel so angry. I come from a financially stable family in the sense that both my parents work, own their own home and go on nice holidays. I'm very aware and grateful for my great childhood and my parents instilled a work ethic in me that has meant I worked from the age of 15 and now have a decent job. However, my in-laws cannot help but tell me I am lucky for everything and how people from my area, referring to the place my parents live, always do well. I know I had a great upbringing, but nothing was handed to me on a plate. It completely diminishes the hard work I've put in. Do you think I should say something? This would infuriate me. Yeah, that would piss me off too. The thing is, they're looking down on you. No, they think you're looking down on them, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, it's, like it's almost like a defensive thing of like, oh, I know you come from a more well-off family, which means you're just so lucky and you wouldn't understand. It's like, 
take a bloody chill pill. Like, let yeah. her enjoy... Also, if she's a nice person and she's with your son, that is the way around it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, just be grateful that you've got a nice daughter-in-law. I don't get the judgment. No. I think it comes down to, like... Um... I don't know, feeling like that that's a vulnerability for them. Like, they they may feel uncomfortable. Like, also, they're doing themselves a disservice a little bit by putting you on that pedestal. I think that they're, they're just doing a disservice to them because, you know, like, your family, okay, they, they may... They, your family's maybe, like, a different, I don't know, wealth bracket or whatever. But, um, but they're, by saying that you're... Like, you're lucky and you're all of these things. They're putting you on a pedestal and then, like, kind of diminishing their son a little bit by saying, like, what are you saying? He's not worthy of her or is she above him in your family? And if that's if that's how you feel about it, like, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like they're very mm. insecure about she, themselves. Like she's, like, creating a divide, an unnecessary divide. And also, she is just invalidating your hard work. It's like saying, like you know, everyone from your area does well. I disagree. There's loads of rich people that have rich mums and dads that literally sit on their ass and don't yeah. do anything and yeah. live off of their mum and dad's money. Yeah, like, and they go down that, like, yeah, they're, yeah, goes down the pan, mate. They're some people's careers, doesn't it, actually? Money doesn't doesn't breed um, success. It breeds, it, it, just success. It can breed success, but yeah. it also can breed people that absolutely do fuck all for a living. And are very spoiled. And because they know spoiled. it's going to be handed yeah, to them. with a shit yeah. work ethic because yeah. they don't need to. Exactly. Well, exactly. The thing is as well, this just makes for not a very nice environment whenever Mm. you do see them. And God forbid, well, no, not God forbid, that sounds really awful. But imagine if you end up with this guy and you end up marrying him. You're not going to have a very good relationship with them. And, yeah, I don't know. This this brings up a question to me. Do you think that people from, like, different spheres of, like, society, let's say, I know this is, like, different, but, like, mega wealthy and then somebody that you know maybe isn't or is is from a lower lower class do you think that they can ever really like combine like that 100 yeah 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 definitely i don't think it's about the money i think it's about the attitude i think it is difficult because i think that but but i think it's the same way that you know people that grew up in a family that were really close and together struggle to relate to people that maybe had a really distant uh, distant family and didn't feel that close connection so I think it can definitely work but I do think that you need to you would need to find a common ground like you know you might have come from a really rich background and your partner hasn't but do you both have the same work ethic mm. and if you do it doesn't matter if you're earning a hundredth of what he is as long as you're both working together and yeah. you both appreciate each other and there's no resentment and mm. you know I, I think it, it does make it harder but I definitely think it can work I think it depends on the family you're going into as well I think if they are secure in the fact that they've got a loving family it wouldn't make a difference whether they had money or not yeah yeah I also find it interesting actually that you're a female and that your partner is male yeah. and then you're kind of as a woman a female getting like the the backlash of yeah. being i guess a produce a produce a product of like i guess a financially stable mm. family but then also equally working as hard and having a career that's meant that you've been you know having a successful career as a woman is there something to do with the fact that 
it's right let's be let's be fair about it if a woman earns more than a man nowadays it's looked upon as if like there's this real imbalance yeah, yeah whereas yeah. you know it's always been the other way around that men have always earned more than women this massive obviously the gender pay gap is still a massive thing but i think that that i think that people find it hard to accept yeah, yeah because society agree. has yeah. always been in favor of men being the breadwinner the the money maker the successful person out of a um if you're in a heterosexual relationship so then all of a sudden women start trying to close that gap and equaling up and and earning more and all of a sudden it makes an issue girls sorry someone told me this today public service announcement did you know i think this is it must be women and men don't quote me on this but look into it if you are a parent you can have up to 18 weeks off work unpaid it is government legislation so if you are in a financial position and you wanted to take six weeks off for the summer holidays with your children unpaid you are allowed to as long as you don't exceed 18 weeks before the child is 18. Wow. Yeah, and nobody speaks about it. And no. someone told me about it today and I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yes. And I'm. she's on a mission to get people talking about wow. it and therefore public service announcement. If yeah. you've got kids, you can take up to 18 weeks off between zero and 18 but it, it is unpaid so you'd have to be in a financial oh position God. to do it yeah. but you know like when kids are on summer holiday if you wanted to like i don't know take a couple of weeks off with them then or whatever but anyway sorry back to the question yeah. you just triggered that fault um, yeah. and hopefully that helps somebody yeah i have a question for you for the podcast okay when you go to the toilet and you finish a toilet roll why do you crunch <laughs> up <laughs> Why do you crunch up an empty toilet roll and leave it on the floor? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> right, I see. Right, anyway, anyway, we have not cleared that up for the podcast listeners. I actually have no clue where we got to. No. What, with my we gave public, the public service, service announcement. Then we got our... What was saying about um, the pay gap and the gender yes. pay gap, yep. obviously with women able to, slowly but surely fight their way for equal if not better pay in certain you know anyway i'm waffling now what i'm trying to say is is the issue that is being brought up got anything to do with that just a question yeah. like it may not it may not at all but i just find it really like especially his mum should be be like should be elevating you yeah should be motivating you and being like girl I'm like, even if she doesn't know the, the trouble, like, well done you as a woman, as a young woman, to be fighting hard for a career and doing so well. Um, yeah, okay. Like, I don't know. Or just it's don't just... say anything. Yeah. You don't need to comment. You, yeah. You're you not going to be going around there discussing your work. You, She doesn't need to put you down. Yeah. And I do think it is coming from a place of insecurity. Yeah, yeah so, so but... And also it just means you're never going to want to share your wins with them ever yeah. again. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just getting validated every time. But then it's also like, what do you... What, so what does she want... What does she want from this? What does the mum want from this? Does she want you to begrudge your friendships? Yeah. <laughs> does she want you to begrudge your parents I and the wonderful upbringing like... that you've had? What trying, is she trying to, to do? put them on an even kill like yeah. yes we haven't got this but also we didn't get handed it so you have got that but you did get handed it on a plate it's that's why we've like, not got it yeah it yeah. does come from insecurity i'm yeah. sure of it so last sentence um 
do you think she should say something? I think you should say something to your boyfriend for sure. And it's always, we get this a lot when there's problems with the mother-in-laws or parent-in-laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult because it always puts the person in the middle, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, it always puts them in a difficult position because they won't want you to be upset. They won't want their parents to be upset. But it's really unfair what is happening to you. And actually, if he is, uh, if he appreciates you in the way that he should, he should he will know that you work hard and he will know that what your mum's saying, or he, his mum's saying rather, isn't fair on you. So yeah, I would 100% speak to him mm. and get him to speak to her. I always think it's easier. I mean look, if you feel in the position to be like, actually, I don't think it's right that you say that and blah, 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 you go for it. But if you don't, get him to do it. Yeah, or, that's true. I would ask the question of the mum. Oh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah, can yeah. I, like, can I clarify? What do you actually mean when you tell me I'm so lucky? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and see what she says. Because I guarantee she ain't expecting you to say nothing yeah, back yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee she's like, and do you know what? She probably isn't, Oh, unless she's a real conniving bitch, she's probably not thinking too much about what she's saying. She could just be saying it. Yeah. And then when you ask her, she's like, oh, um, uh, but I think it'll put her in her place. There yeah. is a lot of learnt dialogue, isn't there? Like, people would just be like, oh, like, there's so many words that people go, aren't you lucky? And I, I'm guilty of it. I definitely have, like, definitely said things and actually, like, now, as I get older, start understanding a little bit more I'm like oh I was very wrong there like, I would I would definitely be someone to be like oh my god you're so lucky you're like da, da, da. like now I find myself catching myself and being like oh don't say that because you're belittling or you're diminishing the sheer amount of work that that person's done yeah, yeah. I Same think me. Like, it's funny you say that about learnt dialect because there's certain things I could say to you two where you would just know what I meant. Yeah. But if I used those words to someone else, they'd think, oh my God, you're really harsh. Or, oh, yeah. why did she say that? Well, we definitely... <laughs> I mean, listen, girls, as as women, we already have... And yeah, I'm going to echo this. As women, we have a lot of ne- negative dialogue that we say to ourselves. Men do it too. And people have neutral gender like no there is no gender to negative dialogue that we give ourselves but it is inherent right the patriarchy mm. has meant that as women we are so used to sabotaging ourselves i was speaking to somebody yesterday they were talking there's a i can't remember what the comedy skit was they were telling me about and they were talking about the this like uh comedy act <clears throat> that was and, and their jokes were like women in the bathroom like literally tear each other apart in the nicest way they're like oh my god i love your skirt and they're like oh it's, oh it's only from primark this old thing yeah. oh my god you're really toning up your upper body oh god i hate my bingo wings you know like we have such a negative dialogue that we have and i'm laughing about it. it's not funny um we have such a negative dialogue for ourselves that actually to stand up and go no you know what i deserve this i've done i've done i've worked hard for this to have somebody kind of bring you down who doesn't even fucking know you, let's be fair, doesn't even fucking know. Also, repetitively, it's not just once, it's not just twice. Now, yeah. when someone's saying to the OV, I'm like, what do you, like you say, Sue, what do you want to get out of this? Sorry, what do you mean by that? I don't understand. I'm baffled. 
what's the point of this conversation? Because we've had it a few times now, and all I could come away from this is feeling really shit yeah. about the fact that I'm supposed to be really privileged and the fact that all of my hard work counts for nothing because my mum and dad apparently gave me a little leg up. Yep. Bollocks. No. And like fair. you say, they are putting the, their son down because it's almost like he's not where he should be yeah. because, uh, yeah. you know, we, we didn't give him anything. Because yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, no fight, there's no fighting against the fact that absolutely people do have to fight harder if they aren't, you know, in a... In in a position where they can get support from family or parents. Just or don't understand like why you're so judgy. Yeah, Who yeah. cares how you got it, where you got it from, what you're doing, unless you're... If you're a nice person. Yeah, who yeah. are you and what you're doing with it? It was yeah. actually... Um, that Roxy Nafusi, who does the manifestation book, she was on this morning, this morning, and um, she was talking about, like, turning, like, envy is a, um, like, turning envy into inspiration, and envy is, like, a low vibrational yep. vibe and whatever. <gasps> my, and... my manifestation book was, I've, I've started it again today, and we're, oh. doing, we're on vibes, and we're yeah. on changing, changing um, uh, emotions and feelings into, like, high frequency yeah. ones yeah. and that's exactly what she was saying and it's like that is the difference isn't it like lazy people will be envious and they won't see it as motivation to work harder and that's just the truth and i'm not saying that the mum's lazy but being really brutally honest i just don't understand it like if you see someone doing really well and you feel the needs that you feel a bit insecure about it work harder work as yeah. hard as you can to get to that right to sum it up then we think either speak to your boyfriend or Simply question the mum. Yeah. So what did you mean by that? What did you mean by that? <laughs> Explain yourself. She won't like you much after that, but who gives she a She don't fuck? like you anyway, so you might as well just <laughs> Do you know what? Go the older it. I get, the more I'm like, take oh, me as I am or yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore, honestly. Like, no airs and graces. All right, the next one is, Hi ladies, I absolutely love the podcast and wanted to thank you so much for making me laugh each week. Just to give you a bit of background, I have a master's in business management, which I worked my ass off for, and started a job at my dad's company. My dad had nothing to do with my application, and I went through the interview process like any other candidate, and I was successful. However, since I started three months ago, my colleagues and other people in the business seem to always judge me and make comments of how I've had special treatment or that I'm lucky that my dad owns the company. In actual fact, there are three levels of management between me and my dad, and I have very little to do with him. How do I deal with all this judgment? It's making me doubt my ability when I know I'm incredibly capable of doing this job. Help. Oh. This is... I'm, oh, oh, I hate to say it, but I think you are always going to battle against this until you prove yourself. Not that you should have to, but I think it's when you start coming into your own and people can see that you do know what you're talking about. That's the only way that mm. the the language from other people will change. Not that that's right. Yeah. I don't know how you deal with it in the meantime. I think you've got to have a thick skin. Do you know what? Part of me thinks, though, family and business just don't like mix. Like To spin it on its head, can you ever really escape this scenario working underneath a, a, a relative or working with family like I know it is doable but I don't know whether you like can I don't do I you know what you're saying like is it ever gonna be is it ever it's never gonna be easy it's never gonna be straight down the line you've got to be so passionate about this mm. company and about taking this on 
in order for you, like, because I'm not being funny, like, either you're going to have to be brought in at the top and you can't, you can't associate with, like, these negative conversations and anyone taking the piss can just fuck off and just sack them. <laughs> or you have to just be like, Dad, I love you so much, but I'm going to have to spread my wings. I love this field of work, but I can't take over your business with all this scrutiny. Well, I don't think she's eyes. saying that she's trying to take it over. She's just working for the company. But then work she's... for a different company that does the same thing. Yeah. But I... would you really let people run you out of a business? No, no, I... But I know what you mean. I think she could be the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. And she's still going to be... All, yeah. If she's got his surname, people are always yeah, going to use it as an excuse. So I think it's a case of either go somewhere else or you've got to get a thicker skin. And I fucking hate saying that, especially to a woman. But I don't think, and I know it's a bit of a depressing answer, I don't think you'll ever escape that. Yeah, I really don't. I, I think you can absolutely build your own reputation, but you... If you've got, if people know that you are the daughter of the big, big boss, I think there's just always going to be They're always going to think you've been given a hand. Yeah. But I think until you prove yourself, and I'm not saying that that will come overnight, I think that comes from consistent hard work, which is what everyone at that company should be doing. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen it before, and actually in reality, the the kids of the boss or whatever end up getting a harder time from the boss but if yeah, they're being managed yeah. by them. I don't think I would want that. I couldn't no. I don't think I would be able to put myself through that mental scrutiny that that would just manifest in my head in a different way. I would end up hating the job. I would end up falling out with family. I would end up just a real mess going into work every day unless, you know, like you say, if you you know you're able to toughen up Ugh. Well, this is what she's saying, isn't it? She's now doubting her ability. But, it, but okay, so that's where it starts, you know. Like, and then is she going to be having to work through these sorts of challenges on a daily basis? Like, I just question how how happy are you going to mm. be in the next few years trying to push past people's attitudes? Like, it's all very well working hard and, and proving yourself and all of those. But you know, if if like if you can start doing that and you start seeing differences and you start maybe like you know speaking with these people being really fair with these people spending some time with them letting them get to know you as a person fine but people change like people come through companies they come in and out it's a conveyor belt you know unless these people have been stuck around in this company for a long long while they're going to be around like you're going to see them all the time or if it's a conveyor belt you're going to be constantly reproving yourself to a yeah. new batch of people yeah. how worth it is it to you is this is this company what you're passionate about or is this job sector what you're passionate about? And then I would just maybe, you know, see how it goes, but maybe put some, like, boundaries in and just be like, even with yourself, like, if I still feel shit about going into this job in three months' time or if it's still not, like, if it's still uncomfortable for me and I don't feel like I'm... Then think about moving to a different company or failing that. You say, right, within three months, if I don't get the respect that I want from these people, like, I'm going to really work at getting the respect from these people and showing them what I'm made of. And then hopefully, in, you know, a few months' time, you feel like that is, their attitudes are changing. But I just I just don't think... See, that's what I think it would do to me, long. though. I'd be like, fuck you. I can do this job yeah. and I will yeah. prove to all of you that I'm more than capable yeah. of yeah. doing this job. It's just such a shame, isn't it? Because I think to do that, you also need to be also at the same time working on yourself and working mm-hmm. on your own self-worth and trying to keep that going so that you don't have these levels of doubting. And it's just a, a real shame that you have the extra hard work of you're working hard to be the best. In fact, you're working harder than everyone else because yeah. you have to prove yourself. Then you've also got to work on yourself. It's just it's mm. so much, isn't it? And you know what? I am going to say, I think it's really shit because I think when 
the when there's men in a scenario that are like the sons of the big bosses it's like you automatically just gain this respect but when it's a woman it's like oh oh like daddy's daughter she was thing. lucky that he's her dad owned the company yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. where if it's where if daddy's it's a man princess. it's probably like oh this is really great that you're following there's a legacy the yeah. yeah yeah taking on the yeah. family business whereas yeah. a woman it's like oh daddy's little princess pampered and oh, it's yeah. fucking disgusting isn't it, the language that she yeah. used oh it makes me so angry i wonder how long it's gonna take to change that's what oh, i'm intrigued God. about 200 years we've been going for it haven't we yeah. been like honestly. i think our generation is the one that will make the changes but then that will start with us changing the mindsets of our kids so mm. i think it's going to take for our kids to get to our age that are then going to educate their kids and i, I just think it's a oh, long what? long time away i went and watched sylvia at the old Vic. Oh, yeah. uh, it was so good i mean uh, the storyline i'm not sure i was sold on the way that they like shaped the story but the music and the dancing and obviously the pankhurst and the votes for me in the suffragette movement was it was just so fucking brilliant oh. with such empowering music and lyrics it was so good 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 actually good time to plug to plug my yes. play actually i'm gonna do it do it so um i'm currently well we go on tour tomorrow we're gonna be performing at the arena theater in wolverhampton tomorrow the play is called the big o written by kim mccormack who is a west midlands writer actor director and the play is all about mm. one woman's journey trying to figure out how she moves through her diagnosis of anorgasmia so she's never had an orgasm. We're going on tour from tomorrow. We're at Vaults Festival this weekend, the 11th and 12th of March. Vaults Festival in Waterloo. Get your tickets. Yeah, sorry. I just had to plug that. Good. I'm glad you away. did. Because yes. It's going to be amazing. I can't bloody wait. I've got my ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Also, for anyone listening, I will have a ticket for <laughs> May. I just can't go in March. <laughs> Before I look like the awful friend. No, we've got lots of different dates coming up. We're going to be in Birmingham. We're going to be in Coventry. I We're going to be back in London tour is the coolest thing ever. The girls working through this play and the heavy topics that are in it, you know, like it's a feminist play. It's a we're predominant. Well, for Act One, it's all female cast, all female uh, creatives, and you know we talk about really heavy stuff. You know, Mm. there's 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 just really heavy themes in there, which. you know, it's a dark comedy. We do we talk about sex and it's fun and it's you know hilarious. But also, there's a lot of shit that happens to this woman and some trauma that she has to work through and her mental health and stuff. So it's been really telling working through it. And also, like I've been listening to the Guilty Feminist podcast, which is fucking brilliant. I've never listened. I need to listen oh, to that, yeah. girls. It's so good. It's so good. Sometimes I find it a little bit too heavy to listen to, and I'm like, oh, I can't do it today. Yeah. Um, but it is hilarious and brilliant and empowering, and I have some fantastic guests on there. But I've, my feminism has really fucking sh- been lit like a match and it is paraffin wax that is not blowing out like mm. I get really angry really quickly and I have to really correct people like correcting people when I'm fucking I've turned into that person that could be potentially like people hate the Karen I could be the Karen feminist no. the Karen you know people are like, oh, you will never God, be the Karen but yeah, that's no, the podcast I've been listening to. So um, it's just really like high. I, I was reading the other day, the Olivier Award uh, nominations came out and I was listening to another podcast the other day. Do you know The Crown? Yeah. yeah. So first season, Claire Foy, who plays um, the Queen, do you know that she was paid? So, um, fuck, what's his name? He was a Doctor Who. I know what you're going to say because I was fucking raging when I read it. Fuck, what's his name? What's the actor's name? It's not David Tennant. David Tennant. 
No. No. No, no, no. Who's he the plays um, the young Prince Philip. I didn't. I've never George. watched it. Oh, it's really good. I've never watched it. Wow. Do you know what? I don't love... I know it's... Well, I don't love period dramas. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, but, it's not like that, though. I think I found it interesting because it was based on real life. Yes. So a lot yeah. of the stuff that happened, I was like, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Claire Foy, who plays the uh, the Queen in season one, and Matt Smith, who plays Prince Philip, she found out like after that her pay package was much lower than his. Oh, my God. And I, you know when it's like, even at the fucking room, I was I'm putting, I put through an Arts Council application... Uh, for some money to, 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 to develop the play. And considering the hoops that you need to jump through to get Arts Council grants, uh, the amount, when I say that, I mean like things you have to prove, how you're diversifying um, the production, da, 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 all of these things. Are you like, okay, like I'm being inclusive, I'm being inclusive, I'm, I'm, I'm paying people, I'm trying to make it as fair and diverse as possible. And then all of a sudden, I read some figures that in 2021, like, a third went to uh, not a third like three like three percent went to um went like a female female crew uh, female companies and i'm like so what the fuck am i yeah. jumping through hoops yeah, for if yeah, you lot yeah. are, like you're the gatekeepers for fuck's sake yeah you're the people that are supposed to be opening the door yet all you do is close the door open the hatch and say how are you how are you gonna make this Inclusive. Yeah. Listens, it's just it. They're ticking a box. It's bullshit. It's, honestly, it makes me so angry. <gasps> so you know angry. Um, just to put a positive spin on that, though, mm. um, it makes me think of Friends. And after a couple of seasons, all the actors went in and said, we want equal pay. And I think, yes, go on, Friends. Yeah. And Friends is bloody 20 years old, probably yeah. more now. And I just think... If they could get it right back then, why has it taken so many industries... Yeah. So long to get up, Girls, get to catch up, and Grey's it's not Anatomy. even an industry. Same. It's just one show. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy, literally Grey Meredith Grey was getting less than who she was with, and she's the main character. And that was obviously all allegedly and reportedly. That was the big falling out because he didn't back her when she wanted to get just the same as someone who wasn't even the main fucking character. Now I think she's the highest paid actress that's been in like a series, series and she gets like oh, something like 500k an episode oh, or uh, maybe wow. more than that like but it's the principle isn't it we talk about principle. these obscene amounts when you're talking about films but it's the same with financial services yes. it is the same with all industries like the industry that i'm in they have a pen a pender a gender pay gap review every year Every year, yeah. and they're still not fucking getting it right. Wow. You know when you how think is it, it's on so hard. hard. How is it that difficult? How is it so hard? You, you say, you say, what? How long have you been working for us? What's your experience? What? How many? Like, what does your job entail? How? Like, you just it doesn't it come down to the job? The job, it, fuck it the gender. Do, it comes down to the job, the sheer amount of like experience you're bringing to the role, the amount of hours and work that you do. Any like obviously, yeah, but you take... can possibly do the job as well as a man. because oh. because I, I may or may not get pregnant in the next couple of years, and I, I may be off because I don't know. In fifty years' time, I might have the menopause and take a week sick. Oh God, honestly. So so as part of the um, as part of uh, Act Two of the play that I'm in, the Big O, we um, me and the director Lottie Johnson. She asked me to, to come in with her to audition um, some roles for uh, the male character that's in Act 2. Um, anyway, with some fan- fantastic actors in. And then 
she said, I'm, I'm, this is how it's going to run. And then I'm going to ask the, um, ask them some questions. Anyway, so the questions that she was asking was, this is a feminist play. Um, you're going to be in the rehearsal room and it's going to be all women. I just want to know how you feel about that, what you think you might bring to a rehearsal room. Uh, and, you know, they they were answering and stuff and I was listening in and I was like, wow, yeah. And she was like, I was like, oh, Lottie, I wasn't expecting you to ask that question. She was like, well, it's really important. It's really yeah, important that, that they that they understand that they're coming into a room, that they're probably going to be asked to listen more than they speak. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then she also asked them, it's a feminist play. It's got a lot of um, heavy themes and heavy feminist themes, um, as well amongst others. Can you just tell me what feminism means to you? Yes, <gasps> girls. Oh, I would have loved to have been in that the, room. The fucking the empath in me was just like, oh my god, the poor man. Oh, I don't want. Him, I don't want him to feel awkward. What the fuck? Anyway, after the first person, I was like, I'm ready for this question every single time. <laughs> I was so empowered. I was like, yes, I have yet to ask Michael that question. I'm going to sit him down and be like, so, Michael, what does feminism mean to you? Let's um, ask Tom when he do comes you in. Want Tom, when it comes in. When oh, comes in. my God. What, what are you going to do, though? This is your answer. Well, she's going to tell me a Bing. lot, isn't it? Bing. <laughs> Take <laughs> your empty... Bing juice. <laughs> your toilet roll fucking cardboard thing. Get in the bin. But, girls, what is it about me that made me go, like, oh, poor man. Oh, poor man, don't ask him that question. It's too difficult. What if he gets it wrong? If he gets it wrong, fucking bin. Yeah. <laughs> there is no wrong. There is no wrong. It's because but there are definitely some Because answers. for so long, we haven't asked. Because yeah. they haven't been demanded oh, answers of. So when you do, initially you're like, oh, that feels uncomfortable or weird, but actually it's good to be uncomfortable. All you want to know scenario. is that you have an ally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. you yeah. want to know is that you yeah. have an ally beside you, right? Yeah. That's as simple as that. So anyway, that's a fucking question that I'm going to be asking a few of the men in my life. <laughs> uh, oh, oh God. Sorry, we have waffled on we a little bit. Really we really waffled, waffled on. So the original topic of this podcast, oh, God, which yeah. um, we've kind of uh, gone off of a little bit, was um, all around luck versus hard work. And there's actually been quite a lot in the news about this recently and um, Nepo babies. Um, mm. So that is children of rich people, like the first one that comes to my head, Brooklyn Beckham, yeah. son of Victoria and David Beckham. Nearly forgot his name then. What is wrong with me? <laughs> um, and the fact that he, he... I think, first of all, years ago, he said he wanted to be a photographer. He released a, a photography book. Um, Nari wants to be a chef. If you look at Tommy Fury and um, Jake Paul, like they got this multi-million pound boxing deal. Um, both sort of social media stars, obviously... Yeah. Tommy is from he's Tyson Fury's brother. There's a lot of boxers coming out and saying, "Listen, technically we are better than them when it comes to boxing, but because they're they've got this big following, they've got these these big brothers behind them, or well, not brothers, but you know what I mean. Um, they, they've been given these opportunities, and actually, um, is it luck? Is it hard yeah. work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's a combination, isn't it? I guess. Like, the thing is, is you can't kind of bash people for taking opportunities mm. when they are presented to them. I think anyone would be a fool to say no to something. I, I must work from the ground and it must be very difficult and I must struggle in order to feel the success when and I get to the top. you will not introduce me to someone who could <laughs> yeah, help me. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, no, fucking hell. If someone offers you, like... An opportunity or a, or a, or a bit of help like we're not asking to be cheated over but i don't think i don't, I don't know i just don't think i think it comes down to your morals you know if you're, if you're doing a backhander 
and it feels very wrong, you will know that in your gut. That if you're being offered an opportunity, I think, you know, like, who are we to say, no, you can't take yeah. an opportunity yeah. just because it's been offered to you. I think, you know, there is, I'm sure that people would be frustrated with if they felt like, I, you know, there's definitely been times where I'm like, I can fucking play that role. I can do that. But actually, where does that serve me? Like, if I'm going to bring in that energy that we were talking about earlier and just being like, yeah, I can do that role. And no, I haven't been offered it on a plate. But when I do get offered it, it will mean that much more to me because I've had to fight for it, you know? And other people, you know, like, it doesn't always have to be (laughs) such hard work. But yeah, yeah, I say that as somebody that, like, I don't feel like I've had many legs up, but I do feel like I'm very privileged in lots of lots of other like for lots of other reasons I just think you get found out as well if you if you get it given to you Mm. whatever you've got given to you you will either succeed or fail yeah Yeah. and it's very telling at that point whether you I guess like the nepotism thing is weird isn't it because it's like they can't help the family that they're born yeah. into yes. so if you're it's like you say like if you're born into it you're not gonna not take those opportunities yeah. but work hard at it I'll never forget um watching an interview with Gigi Hadid and the model sector is like huge for nepotism like nepo babies like Kendall Jenner Bella Hadid Gigi yeah. Hadid Hayley Bieber like huge mm-hmm. and she always said one thing my mum always told me was to be the nicest person on set always. You come away, like, you work hard and you always be the person that... People want to work with. Yeah, that people want to work with. And I think that, you know, you can, I think to a degree, like, fame and and money and, well, fame more than anything, if people want to, if your face and your name, they'll work with you. But if you've got a super famous person and another super famous person and you're nicer and you work harder, Mm. you'd like to think, wouldn't you, that that would... Definitely. You know, give you some... An edge. An yeah, edge, yeah, yeah. at least. Um, but it's hard, isn't it? Because, you know, the, the Nepo baby situation is very different from people in real life. But on a real-life basis, like, as we said earlier, we would have all had people say that we're so lucky. And we definitely don't come from that background. So how do you girls feel about it? Like, I remember you saying, Steve, with your like amazing trip, you felt so, so lucky. And you felt guilty at times. But actually, you'd worked so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah to make that possible yeah but it's hard isn't it to um to get that balance because mm. you don't want to be like yeah listen to me i'm uh, jetting off to this place that place whatever but then you still deserve it yeah. at the same time but you don't i just think you don't want to come out i never want to sound um complacent yeah because i'm very aware that i had a great time and but then i did work hard for it yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't walk into a room and be like, "Guess where I'm going?" Like, yeah, I deserve this because I know how lucky I am. But yeah, I do deserve it. Yeah, like, how do you get yeah, around that? Yeah. I think that's the problem, isn't it? It's like um, like a seesaw. Like you literally. And when I think about stuff, like obviously my job is so privileged, and I've been so unbelievably blessed with the opportunities. It's it's ridiculous, and I couldn't be more grateful and I feel so lucky I have worked really really hard and like the thing is the influencer industry drives me mad in this sense I could do a whole bloody episode on the industry because I remember a few years ago this thing developing of like stop saying you know um stop calling PR samples gifts because it's not a gift because um you know we work to get that and it become this like sort of getting not calling yourself lucky and and really embracing hard work and part of me understood it because I thought yeah we do work hard but part of me just thought no like 
you ignore all biases. So there's no doubt that most influencers that are successful are white, conventionally attractive women. It's like this whole fucking lucky girl syndrome, which girls don't even get me started because I, I will go off on one. Like, I just think that... I don't actually know what lucky girl syndrome is. Would you explain it? It's all over social media at the moment and it drives me insane. And I did have an article up that I'll try and find at a certain point to explain a certain part. So I don't fully like completely understand it but I know that it is based around manifestation it's based around feeling really grateful and saying like I'm so lucky and I, I think the premise is like by really feeling like you're lucky you bring good luck into your life now don't get me wrong I'm all for being grateful I say every day I genuinely every day feel so lucky for my family for my boyfriend for the things that I have I really make the effort to feel lucky for those things but what these people never, ever address is their bias. Because everyone that I have seen talk about this, I've seen people do it on podcasts, I've seen it all over TikTok, I've seen people make a whole podcast around it and talk about it 24 fucking seven, because it's a buzzword. It's like, you never say, I am so lucky, but also I am white, I am blonde, I am blue-eyed, I am conventionally attractive, and um, I, um, I'm an influencer, so I have money. You don't accept your privilege and that's what pisses me off about lucky girl syndrome because you already have an advantage over everyone else. You are. And, I, and people are going to maybe listen to this and people won't like it, but I'm just going to say it like you are lucky than a person of colour, luckier yeah. than a person of colour. Generally, obviously, there's so many other factors Like I believe if you have your health, you have everything. So there, for example, there could be um, a, a white person that has poor health and then a person of colour who faces, um, you know, a bias against them, but is super healthy. Like there's so many other factors that make you a lucky person or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the thing that really, really fucks me off about that is and it's all influencers that do it and i'm saying it as one but it's just this blatant disregard for your privilege in life and and also i'm sorry but it's a load of rubbish because i literally i would like to think anyone that knows me knows i'm so grateful for everything i think i'm the luckiest person in the world and everyone's like you do you know what your day-to-day -day is i feel so lucky even when i was going through the whole sns journey and it was going to shit i was thinking i feel lucky because i'm in a position that i can help other people and i feel lucky because even though this is terrible and i'm in agony and i'm crying all the time and it's not working and this is traumatic i've got my mum and dad and i always found the lucky and i thought i'm so lucky that i even got the chance to try this now if if luck brings in luck if if um acknowledging your luck brings in luck then I would be the most healthy person in the world. The SNS would have absolutely transformed my life and been amazing. I wouldn't be going through all these things that I do because I appreciate everything that I've got in life. So it's like, it just, it really frustrates me when these people, for example, will be like, I felt so lucky for this amazing event that I went to. And then I got invited by the brand of my dreams. It's like, yeah, because you were probably already on their radar because yes. you've gone to another one already and I just think people don't address that because it's a buzzword and they know if they put it on a hashtag it will be trending and everything is for clickbait and everything yeah. is for views yeah. and it really frustrates me and I can't imagine how it must feel to be an underprivileged person of colour to see these people talking about lucky girl syndrome and mm. know what they the the what they go through and have to go the through bias. Yeah, the yeah, bias yeah, yeah, you know, I can't imagine how frustrating that must be yeah I think it's really important I think it's really fucking important actually because um, yeah 
Yeah, it's really I, I somehow have managed to avoid all them videos have and you? I really, I really don't, I have, I have as well. I've never... I've never I think my it's phone doesn't pick it up I and know. start showing me these videos now. <laughs> I do not want it. I yeah. don't want it. Don't like it, don't like it. Yeah. I don't go down these tunnels any... Like, I'm not a real... I don't... I don't... I can't... I'll get, in my, yeah. No, I can't. I'll end yeah. up in a real deep dark hole. I haven't even I got TikTok. I don't even... I, you, I don't, like, personally, don't go scrolling through like my own yeah. personal TikTok or anything like that because I'll just no, end up in a hole... I do not blame you. But yeah, so I think what we're trying to say is coming back to... Well, coming back to it, you know, coming back to the, the point and the theme of our International Women's Day, that actually there is such thing as having luck and working hard and... I if think anyone have a bit of luck somewhere, yes, but it's yes. got, but it's not like. But you can make your own luck. Yeah. Yes, one hundred. Yeah, go out and knock luck. on that door. Like, yeah. put yourself All in the, the position time. to get that. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Exactly. Faults become feelings, become actions. Yes. You know, so there is there is such thing as you know thinking up of the things of your dreams and wishing that they might come true and hoping that you'll be lucky. But there's also and then think, working your ass yes, working your to make sure that because if you sit on your ass, it ain't gonna come and get exactly. you. Absolutely. And if anyone makes you feel like you haven't worked, ooh, <laughs> sorry, that was my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anyone makes you feel any less than the hardworking motherfucker that you are, you tell them go shove it up your ass. There we go. <laughs> done. Done. Here first. And you say, you say, what's my pay? Am I being paid fairly? Am I equivalent to my male counters? Yes. And if they say, oh, sorry, we don't discuss that, you say, ta Shove it up your arsehole. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, that was just a little bit of fucking... I told you, the feminism is like wild girls. It's like fire in my stomach. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Oh, game time. Game time. We're on. Okay, it's <laughs> me it? versus me you. Okay. Oh, well, I guess I better give you both a chance to try and catch me. You yes. are really doing well in this. We, I don't think this is my game, you know. I'm not sure it's my game either. The songs and the music, I feel like it just it just came to me. But words, I it could be fucking the alphabet, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we're here, we are, we're on it, we're uh, we're about to play. Finish that phrase this week. Dun, it is it, it is me versus Ellie. Uh, Stevie is coming up with a phrase. So, Stevie, can you tell us what the phrase is from TV, music, it's a film? Oh, 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 fucking hell. Right, if you two don't get don't this. Don't tell us this because right. you keep giving sorry, us clues. Sorry. The clue thing okay. is going down the pan. No more clues. Go on. Okay, so this is how it's going to go. Stevie is going to say the line from the book. Me and Elle are going to put our hand up when we think that we know where the book is, what the book is, so what is it from. Yeah. We get a bonus point if we can finish the phrase. All right. Okay. Ready. Are you ready? Yes. yes. You're going to get this within the first th- four Don't words. Don't tell us, just do it. Go on. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four. Privet Drive, Harry Potter. What one? And the Philosopher's Stone. Yes! I actually knew it was going to be Harry Potter. I kind of knew it as well, I yeah. Knew it was gonna be <laughs> I was thinking if I'm going to do a book, because we've had a lot of songs. Yeah. Books are a good was, idea, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. We are all readers as well. We are yeah. all readers. Mm, we are. That is one thing that I'm going to take forward into 2023 that I've not started yet. Read a book a month. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. Yeah. 
Very good. Do you know what? I love reading so much and I used to read all the time and as soon as Tom moved in, because I would read before I go to bed and now we just chat and it's like the one thing I need to try and incorporate more into my day. I'm reading a really good book at the moment. It's called Rebel Footprints and it's about all of the rebel acts that have happened yeah, in Jade's around on London. One. Jade is on one Girl. with the like breaking the rules, yeah. <laughs> breaking stereotypes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was, um, uh, yeah, it's really good. I'll let you know. I'll, the last chapter is Bermondsey. Ooh. Oh, we love that. We love no that. Love. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. It makes all the difference and really pushes the podcast. Send any questions you've got to longstoryshortpodcast22 at gmail.com and head over to our TikTok longstoryshortpod to see what we've been up to. We'll be back next Tuesday and don't forget, no story will ever be short. Bye. Bye!